The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. Hello, my name's Wayne Mudley, pickleball lover. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Wayne, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen. I'm your host, and you've got questions We've got answers. Today's listener question day. And uh, by we, I don't mean me personally. I don't have any answers, but I have assembled a panel who does have answers. And well, let's see. Maybe I have an answer. I played this morning and uh, I can answer this question for you. How does it feel to have somebody throw up a lob on you and you reach up to, to, to hit the lob down, to smash it down and you totally whiff it? You miss it and it bounces behind you and then you got another chance. You can you can go ahead and catch it on the bounce and hit it again and you whiff it again. I can answer that one for you and the answer is not too good. But uh, let me go to the panel here for other questions that you've written in and uh, want to have answers to. And uh, we're going to start off in Portland, Maine, and uh, say hello to our friend Linda Einsiedler. Hi, Chris. And joining us from Kansas City, Missouri, Mickey Collins. Mickey, how are you? Doing very fine. We're going to continue over to the other side of the country, Portland, Oregon. It's Mike Hoxie. Mike, how are you doing? It's another fantastic day out here. Good deal. Glad to hear it. Let's answer a question. This first one is from Jay in Monroe, Louisiana. And Jay asks, some people I play with keep insisting the kitchen line extends beyond the sidelines. I say it stops there. Can you please settle this once and for all? You know, I've heard that too. I When I first started playing, somebody told me that. They said it was like the uh, like in football where they talk about the goal line uh, one, you know, from the one pylon, it goes all the way around the world and then it connects to the next pylon. Um, so that if some a player, you know, catches a pass and then dives and crosses that goal line, even if they're out of bounds and they're still in the air, it counts as a touchdown. And somebody told me, hey, the kitchen line's like that too. You can't, you know, if you hit a ball and you step, you know, you step over the sideline, but you cross that kitchen line, it's, it's no good, you know. It, and uh, I don't think that is the case. Do you guys agree? I, uh, I agree with you, Chris. I, uh, I've seen a lot of shots where they're stepping outside of that kitchen line, that corner right there, and popping them even before the ball gets over the net. Yeah. So uh, I, I agree. It stops right there. The line is the end. Yeah, it's just that box where the kitchen line is. And yeah, because I've even seen it where a guy will hit a shot and he'll do that little dance. He'll step over that corner. Uh, mm-hmm. in the kitchen and he'll yeah. be he'll be on the outside of the sideline and he'll right. hold he'll reach in and hold his paddle and block a shot 
Yep. It's great. And it's even more amazing when you can see that happening when you're on the sidelines. It's not too fun to have it happen to you when you're on the court, <laughs> uh, but it, those are amazing shots to watch. I'm still, uh, I have yet to do an around the post shot. The trick is you don't have to get more than two or three inches off the ground. So if you can hit their toes, that's the best place to aim because you don't need to hit it at net level. Just around the pole and at their feet is perfect. I did get one last week, and it was a fluke. I thought the point was over, and I'm still going after it, and hit it, and it uh, and it got in uh, on the deep in the other corner. All right. You got it. Let's see. Uh, all right, so we're definitely in agreement that the kitchen, uh, where the sideline ends the kitchen zone. It, so you can take that, uh, Jay in Monroe, Louisiana, take that to your uh, to whoever keeps insisting, and, and uh, you can set them straight. All right, let's go over to Byron in Norwalk, Connecticut. Byron says, my partner puts tape on the end of his paddle to give it extra weight. Someone we played against at a local tournament said that's illegal. What modifications can you make to a paddle? Well, you know, last week we did a show on equipment and we talked about uh, putting an overgrip on the handle of the paddle. And I know uh, I do that. Linda, you do that as well. Um, Gives the paddle a little bit more of a tacky feel, also absorbs moisture. And it does make the paddle, uh, the the grip a little bit uh, thicker, which I like and you like too, don't you, Linda? Yep. Yep, and I'm actually I've got the rule book in front of me, section two, and it the only alterations that can be made are changes to the grip, like your overgrips, adding an edge guard, which is what taping is. And some people I think they use like a weighted tape, isn't it like a lead tape or something? That's what I use to make my paddle nine ounces. Well, it gives it a little bit more pop on the. Uh... A little more, yep, a little more pop and a little more weight to cut through the wind if you're outdoors. Mm-hmm. All right, so the only modifications are to the handle to an to adding an edge guard, adding identification name decals on the paddle face, decals and markings. The specifications can't extend no look farther than one inch above top of the handle. Boy, well, you can't get any. Uh, you've got the rule book right in front of you there when you're quoting chapter and verse and section number and everything. That's you can't get any more official than that. That's why. That's why she's on this show, Chris. (laughs) Good answer. Well, you knocked that one out of the park. Nice job, Linda. Thanks. Hopefully, our engineers that are putting these paddles together, those engineers can come up with a way to quieten these paddles down. Well, yeah, I know that that, uh, and especially as the sport grows. And in uh, different communities, yeah, people don't want to live near it. It's one of those I, NIMBY things, you know, not in my backyard. They might love pickleball, but do you, you know, do you want to have a pickleball court, you know, blasting 24-7, you know, right next door to your house? The cabinet engineers should be able to get that solved in the next couple of years. There are quieter paddles um, out. So, for example, Pickleball Now makes a... A green rimless paddle, the PN2010, that um, is significantly more quiet. It's like their previously their metal, their metalite, and it's okay. it's really super quiet. Ideal for playing in noise conscious communities. And I have noticed playing with my pickleball now indoor balls on my outdoor courts. My neighbor actually asked gee, you're a lot quieter this year. Are you doing something different? And I said, you know, we're just playing with a different ball, that indoor ball on our outdoor court. 
Well, one of the things too, Mickey, I think that uh, when you when you invent a paddle, when you use material that's going to absorb sound, mm-hmm. it's also going to, going to absorb some of the force coming off of the paddle and i know the paddles have to be rigorously tested by the usapa and they have to be tournament you know certified and i think that there's been some issue i heard something that because somebody i think it might have been brian jensen had uh come up with a paddle that used cork as Mm. its as its core and people loved the paddle they loved playing with it because it gave them so much control and and it was a quiet paddle, but for whatever reason, the cork did not pass the uh, the USAPA test. There was one gentleman that had a uh, a sticker that you could put on the face of the uh, paddle uh, that supposedly quieted down, uh, added about an ounce to the uh, weight of the paddle. But um, USAPA wouldn't approve that either, so he's no longer even uh, pursuing that route. Mm-hmm. Well, we will see as uh, the technology improves and also as the sport grows and, uh, you know, there's more and more demand. So, you know, there are lists of paddles according to how much noise they make. They've been tested. Um, are you aware of that list? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. in, in different. A lot of the 55 plus communities, they'll have a list of approved paddles and not approved. And then they'll have the decibel rating next to the paddles. Let's go to uh, David in Sacramento now. David asks, has anybody had any experience getting local park officials to consent to converting a rarely used tennis court into a much sought after pair of pickleball courts? What's the best way to approach them? David? Thank you for writing in. And let me uh, remind everybody that if you have a question, you can just email it to us. The address is mail at pickleballshow.com. So what do you think? Have any of you uh, had any experience uh, getting uh, local local people to maybe convert a tennis court over in, into a pickleball court? Up here in uh, Portland, Oregon, um, we, had, we recently had a great success story with the city of Washougal, which is just outside of Vancouver, Washington, where there was a couple of Tennis courts clearly run down, and the area, local players were taping off the court and playing on one or two, you know, what they could make out of that without the cracks. And it took uh, over a year of working with the city, going to the council meetings, and really pulling the whole pickleball community together to show that this isn't just a neighborhood thing, that this could be a big community draw. And we recently, last summer, got it fully converted to six dedicated outdoor courts. And it was not a simple process, but it has been very successful. And now we're seeing 30 people show up on a Monday at 10 in the morning to play pickleball. And we're going to host a outdoor pickleball Washougal's River Edge tournament with the city. And it's going to be a great partnership that we're looking to build going forward from here. What about you, Linda? We, well, we've, I mean, that's basically all we do in, in getting our public courts established. We go to the local parks and rec and we look to them to turn their basketball courts, their basketball gym, into indoor courts. And by saying, looking at their downtime, and the picklers like to play early in the morning, and then basketball will come in later in later in the day. So it's an it's a great argument to increase the usage um, for underutilized spaces. So that's how we do it with our indoor getting our indoor courts, and then for outdoor courts, what we find is the greatest resistance we have is from the tennis players. 
they don't want to give up their space mm -hmm. um, and to put lines down. And um, but I think that the best solution there is to give the tennis give the tennis players priority on their times. What times do they want to use? And then the picklers will get priority for an equal amount of time in their in their off times, and that seems to work. We did the same thing, Linda, down in a different part of Portland in Tualatin, where they painted uh, pickleball lines on tennis courts. Yep. And initially, it was just a dark gray, and it was very difficult to see on a cloudy day, which might happen up here in Portland, Oregon. Yep. Uh, we just had those redone in the last year to a bright yellow. Ooh. And the tennis players aren't very pleased, but the city is seeing there are far more pickleball players coming out. And we have four courts going on those two tennis courts. Yeah every weekend and it is just loaded it right. has been fantastic how much this helped grow the sport that's yeah. great yeah i know i when i uh, uh when i leave home in the morning to go play uh it's about 20 minutes away and in that 20 minutes i'm driving by at least a dozen tennis courts that when I drive there, I look, and when I'm driving home, I look, and they're just empty. They're empty, you know, in the morning, and they're empty in the afternoon when I come back. And I think, boy, you know, if we could just have a just one of those, uh, you know, convert that that little court over to a couple of pickleball courts, I bet there'd be some people out there when I uh, left in the morning and when I came back uh, in the afternoon. I know of a uh, success story uh, recently in Punta Gorda, Florida. My father-in-law lives down there, and a gentleman by the name of Dave Fox, he was very instrumental in getting the uh, the uh, local park officials to go ahead and, and take the plunge and he he uh, met with a lot of opposition from the tennis players in the area Linda like you were talking about but uh, was able to show the value in uh, converting not all of the courts I mean the tennis players aren't going to lose every one of their courts or anything but uh, they converted uh, I think uh, two or three courts over and now they've got uh, they've got uh, I think eight different uh, pickleball courts at uh, Gilchrist Park in Punta Gorda. And they're actually uh, scheduled their first tournament coming up in January, the 22nd through the 24th. Uh, and they've got it uh, on the USAPA site and everything. So we wish them well with that. And uh, good luck and, and good work, Dave Fox, down in Punta Gorda at uh, Windmill Village for making that happen. So nice job down there, folks. All right, let's go to a different uh, part of the country here. We're going to head down to Beaumont, Texas, and we're answering listener questions today. And if you have a question, feel free to email it to us, mail at pickleballshow.com. Perry in Beaumont, Texas asks, if the ball hits the kitchen line on a serve, is it good? And you've got the official rule book in front of you, Linda. Do you happen to know, uh, do you have that page dog-eared, perhaps? I'm looking for it now. I'll, I'll tell you what I think, and maybe uh, while you're, and, and you can look it up. I, uh, my understanding is always that the line is part of the kitchen, Correct. so that if the serve, if the serve hits the kitchen line, no, it is not a good serve. Because Correct. just like, uh, just like if part of your foot is touching the kitchen line, you're in the kitchen. So, you know, if the ball touches the kitchen line on a serve, it's in the kitchen and it's not in the uh, the appropriate service box. Mickey, is that your understanding? Absolutely, Chris. Uh, when you look at the way the uh, courts are drawn out and it shows that that line, when you draw out a court, is part of the, uh, it, it's included in that seven foot. Mm -hmm. So that line makes it absolutely part of the kitchen. 
Okay, perfect. So I think we're in agreement. And I think, did you find it? Uh, you got cut off there when we were talking there, Linda. Yep. Um, section 4E4, it is a fault if the serve ball lands on the non-volley line. There you go. Mickey, what is the uh, pickleball scene looking like in Kansas City these days? Oh, my gosh. It's, it is strong and growing. Uh, our uh, Kansas City metro area, first of all, you got to know the wind blows every day of the year. So we have a lot of indoor play, and all our community centers are uh, dedicating three and four days and some evenings for the uh, for the game, uh, and it's really helped us to really grow. Um, and a few of the communities uh, are painting the tennis courts uh, uh, for pickleball, but because of the, uh, the the weather and the way the wind blows, we don't get a lot of outdoor play. But uh, we're we're Kansas City Metro is really growing, and um, uh, Andy Ganesh. You know, we have some five O players um, uh, in our community there that um, we really enjoy uh, watch play, and they uh, enjoy playing with all of us as well. Sounds good. Well, thank you for all you do for helping to spread the word and grow the sport there in Kansas City. You bet. Well, guys, thank you so much for answering these listener questions. And Linda, with your rule book, I just think that you've uh, you've you know, left no uh, no room for error. And uh, thank you for joining us today from Portland, Maine. And we look forward to talking with you again. Thanks, Chris. And Mike from Portland, Oregon, thank you as well. Thank you, Chris. I had a great time. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for joining us today. And we'll see you next time here on The Pickleball Show. Pickle on. Thank you. So long. And what's your question? Do you have one? We'd love to hear from you. Email it to us. Mail at pickleballshow.com. That's our email address. Mail at pickleballshow.com. Head over to iTunes also. If you get a chance, leave us a five-star review. That does more than anything else to boost us up in the rankings and make it so much easier for people to find the show, not just around the country, but around the world now. I'm able to tell where people are downloading the show from, and it's amazing to look at the map and see downloads coming uh, from Ireland, from uh, Australia, from England, all over the place, and that is great news, not just for the show, but for pickleball in general, and we really do appreciate your support helping to spread the word about this great sport. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.